Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast helping wine students and wine enthusiasts alike to learn about all the wines of the world. I'm Matthew Gorn and I'm a WCT certified educator and in this podcast I explore different wine regions and different grape varieties and also interview producers from all around the world to explore the vast world of wine. This final episode on the Balkan states looks at one of the countries that was not part of Yugoslavia, although did have a long period of communist rule in the 20th century and was an extremely isolated country, is Albania, which lies on the coast of the Adriatic Sea between Montenegro and Greece and also bordering Kosovo and lots of connections with those neighbouring countries despite its isolation in the 20th century. A very large Albanian um, population in Kosovo and also connections with Turkey to the south as well. And it does have a long history, which isn't really that well known because of its isolation during the 20th century. Part of its history has been very strongly connected to agriculture and to viticulture. And in fact, a historian, a French historian called Henri Engelbert, in the 1970s concluded that Albania, the islands of Greece and Dalmatia in what is now Bosnia-Herzegovina, were the last were during the Ice Age, the last places that vines were planted in Europe. So a little further south, warmer, not as affected by the Ice Age as more northerly countries. So lots and lots of history going back uh, potentially to the Bronze Age. And there are accounts of uh, wine being made in Albania, or as it used to be called Illyria at the time, uh, in the 8th century BC. So going back nearly 3,000 years. Vines used to be grown in every region um, within Albania and central to the culture of the country and connected to all the churches in the country. But in the 15th century, Albania became part of the Ottoman Empire. So another theme that connects it with the other Balkan states is being occupied by the Ottoman Empire. And that happened between 1479 to 1913. And so a very long period where grape growing and wine production was um, removed, whereas previously it had been central to Albania's history and country. And then after 1913 and the two world wars, the communist regime um, remained extremely isolated. Even by communist standards in the 20th century, Albania was extremely remote and cut off from the rest of the world. And so that did not help the development of the Albanian wine industry in any way whatsoever. And Albania, because of that really isolated rule, has been quite a poor country during the 20th century, but is beginning to emerge as a democratic international country now. And hopefully its wine industry can uh, build on that. It's a country of three and a half million people, um, more or less the size of Belgium. It's got a Mediterranean climate because it is near the Adriatic coast. So wet in winter, but hot and dry during the summer. It's a pretty classic climate, um, which you can associate with many Mediterranean regions. It's a mountainous country, which makes um, growing crops quite difficult, but it's also a very rural country. And so much of the population uh, are farmers or work with the land um, to, to make a living. So agriculture is still very important. There are just over 10,000 hectares of plantings, 
which shows um, that there is a fairly significant amount of wine made in Albania, considering its size. A lot of the vines are trained with the pergola system, so about half of them, and the, the pergola system is that high training system which does encourage higher yields and also easier hand picking because the grapes are growing just above head height, so very traditional. I find this in Italy and Argentina, um, old traditional um, ways of training the vines, which are slowly being eradicated, but still very common in Albania. Almost half of the plantings are to black grapes, about a third to white grapes, and then there's also quite a, a large amount of table grapes, nearly 20%. And so that warm climate making it ideal for grape growing, and the strong reliance on an agricultural economy also means that table grapes are important. For those black grapes, uh, Merlot is 15%. Cabernet Sauvignon is also found, just over 10% of the plantings. And then there are varieties which are not as international as Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, one indigenous variety is Chesh Izi, which accounts for about 13% of plantings. And that's named after a village uh, just west of the capital city of Tirana. And also found is Calmet which accounts for about 10% of plantings and is known as Kadaka in Hungary, and a great variety also found in Serbia for relatively light-bodied, pale-coloured wines, not too dissimilar to Pinot Noir. For white varieties, related to Shashizi is Shashi Bade, and that accounts for about 18% of plantings, so the most planted white grape variety in Albania. And it is a late-ripening variety planted in the warmer regions of Albania. There's also Chardonnay, which has about 16% of plantings, and Muscat Ibarre, which is Muscat, obviously, as the name suggests, but also it is not just Muscat Blanc of Petitgrin, but also Muscat of Alexandria and Muscat of Hamburg. And so if you listen to my episode on Muscat, uh, just about the differences between those different varieties within the same family, Muscat Blanc of Petitgrin, the highest quality, though there's more about yields. And then there's also Trebbiano, which accounts for 11%, of plantings. There are other very minor indigenous varieties in terms of plantings, but which are historically important and which are being encouraged uh, by researchers in Albania to really um, dig deep into the history of Albanian wine and grapes and uh, try and give Albania its own distinct identity. So maybe it's unlikely you'll find wines made from these varieties outside of the country, but hopefully in the future we will. So there's a great variety called Ceruja, which is an aromatic white. Pulesh Izi, which historically was used for raki, so the spirit which is flavoured with aniseed, uh, which is grown in south-central Albania, and it is being replanted for specifically for wine production. Vlosh, which is uh, deep in colour and often historically made into an oxidised, almost rancio style, and that has been in decline. Um, but it is used for table grapes as well, and produces quite full-bodied, astringent wines. Serena Zege, which is planted in the southeast in the cooler regions. And then finally, a white grape variety called Demine Ebade. These really historic varieties, remembering that Albanian winemaking history goes back thousands of years, it's not surprising that there are these un unique indigenous varieties, but their cultivation definitely went into decline under Ottoman rule. But you can still find wild finds growing from these varieties and which are the source of cultivation and research for the future.
using clonal selection to find out which of these varieties works best in which regions of Albania. And finally, the main growing regions in Albania are Fia, which is in the north, at just over 1,500 hectares of plantings, Vlore in the south, just over 1,200 hectares, and Elbasan, just over 1,000, which is in the centre. So coastal influence to Albania from the Adriatic Sea, but also a very mountainous country, and the mountains make farming difficult, but it is integral to Albania's culture, and also, of course, helps um, cool conditions down at higher levels of elevation. So lots and lots of history to Albania, still being re-explored and rediscovered, but definitely the basis for an interest in wine industry in the future. So as with the other Balkan states, although it was not part of Yugoslavia, it was under communist rule, extremely isolated, re-emerging into the 21st century, and hopefully um, lots of things can develop into the future. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink. Thank you.